Welcome everyone to Discovery, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek Discovery podcast. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Ahoy, Pete. Ahoy, wow. Uh, Well, thank you for welcoming me aboard, Matt. We're back. We've been waiting to be back. Uh, When last we spoke, we promised casting and rather than one big hey this is your cast situation we've been dribbling these out uh over a a pretty long period of time we had our first uh formal casting announcement made the very end of november as we are recording here we are in the latter uh stages of january 2017 But the big reason we're talking to you today, though we wanted to wait for all of the casting to formally be announced, is that uh, Star Trek Discovery will go into photography this week, Matt, in Toronto, Canada. And uh, though a certain someone hasn't formally been named, uh, she's been cited, she'll be there. And, um, you know, we'll we'll break down the casting here for you today. Yeah, uh I know that uh, it seems like there's been there's been this great desert of uh, of information or lack of information and and uh, certainly you know I think there are some quarters of the internet now concerned that all is over for Star Trek Discovery but uh, Pete I think that the uh, the journey is only beginning. Well, let's start Matt with the first name that was out there and confirmed, of course, uh, the wonderful Michelle Yao. Who will play Captain Georgiou? Yeah, not the captain of the uh, the USS Discovery, rather the captain of the USS Shenzhou. So we're getting, as promised, multiple ships and multiple crews and that sort of thing. And uh, certainly the promise here of that casting, not only for the, the, uh, the obvious sense of uh, Star Trek diversity... Uh, but also uh, an actress known the world over, known uh, in this country for a bunch of things. She's she's a former Bond lady. I, I, I hesitate to call somebody with her uh, with her physical prowess uh, a Bond girl, but uh, obviously also uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and and a whole bunch of films in China. So a uh, an elder stateswoman of, uh, of TV and film. It was kind of shocking how quickly uh, some media entities ran with her as the lead, even though that was never the case, nor ever really, uh, shall I say, portrayed that way. But given her international success and appeal, you know, here's somebody crouching tiger, hidden dragon, tomorrow never dies. Okay, she's done sci-fi. She did Sunshine. She did Babylon A.D., Okay, this is somebody who is known the world over, is known in the science fiction action fantasy genre, and is super excited from what I'm told to be part of this cast. Also announced at the same time, Pete, was Doug Jones as Saru. That is uh, an alien uh, character, a species we have not seen before. And, of course, uh, Doug Jones, no stranger to uh, creature effects, uh, whether it was playing Abe in uh, the Hellboy movies or uh, a whole bunch of aliens on Falling Skies. So certainly somebody with uh, a grand tradition, Pete, of uh, of donning the makeup. Doug Jones might be the... 
uh, cast member I am the most excited about, <clears throat> excuse me, in what he's going to offer in terms of the performance. You go, you look back at his history here, Pan's Labyrinth and, and all the other things he's played. Both. The Silver Surfer. <laughs> there you go. There's another one. Okay. Uh, but as Lieutenant Saru here, uh, a brand new alien, um, the ability to uh, originate a species, um, I know is something he's he's spoken about. He's very excited about. And, uh, you know, already, Matt, we've named two cast members, okay, both with international appeal, both with very large film resumes and specialized work as well, which, okay, for a TV show, you know, the, these are not the names you usually see cast in a TV show. I mean, granted, this is Star Trek and, and the rules go out the window. Um, but if you go back and, and look at the, the casting for, you know, the, the last several series, they weren't reaching this big. No, and and you mentioned two actors with uh, with film experience. Uh, also announced in that first bunch was Anthony Rapp playing uh, Lieutenant Stamets, and uh, Rapp, of course, a uh, well known in TV and film, but but quite well known on the Broadway stage. So it, it seems that they are casting from from places where where Star Trek normally doesn't uh, doesn't pull actors from. Yes, and Rap will be playing the first ever openly gay character, I guess we have to say now chronologically, given that Sulu was gay in the most recent uh, Star Trek film, um, Beyond, but not in this time frame. Either way, that's, that's one of the ways in which the, the character is described and something that's going to be explored in the nature of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, certainly uh, for for the Star Trek uh, entire entire work to be uh, so notable for its uh, sense of diversity, certainly it's uh, it's an overdue addition to the uh, the wonderful rainbow of of Star Trek characters. So, at any rate, Pete, that uh, those were our first three uh, characters offered up, all Starfleet people, and then uh, it feels like not too long after that we uh, we moved on to the Klingons. Yes, and something that had been whispered about for a while that pretty much came into acceptance when we first saw that test footage of the launch of the Discovery all the way back at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this summer, that that um, footage that uh, went all over the world with the excitement there. Um, is the formal acknowledgement that uh, Klingons will be part and parcel of this series when Matt, 10 years before Kirk and Spock, where there's you know several original series episodes, are open hostilities with the Klingons. So this brings all sorts of possibilities to the show. Yeah, and uh, in that trio, there's uh, Shazad Latif playing Cole, uh, who's a uh, protege of the next uh, character. Shazad Latif is a uh, is a British actor. Uh, there's Chris Ovi as Takumba. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. I got to dust off my uh, my Klingon <laughs> to English dictionary. And then uh, Mary Chifo as Laurel, uh, a a battle deck commander of a uh, of the Klingon ship. 
And while those names might not be as big as the first couple announced, they certainly come with their own pedigree. Uh, Shazad Latif, known, of course, from Penny Dreadful, having played uh, Dr. Henry Jekyll. Okay. Um, certainly Chris Obi with his background, uh, having been in Roots last year, he's not only in Star Trek Discovery, Matt, he just finished up with Brian Fuller's other show, which pulled him away from Star Trek Discovery full-time, American Gods. Yeah, certainly an accomplished actor uh, in his own right. And then uh, last but certainly not least, Mary Chifo, who... Uh, has perhaps the the shortest resume but uh, is one of the, the the biggest people on the show she stands pete six feet tall yes and juilliard trained so you know matt how do we like our klingons we like them with a you know a, a hefty acting prowess you know juilliard big into stage fighting in addition to the the regular types of dramatic training so i can only imagine we're gonna get a a a great female klingon presence to hopefully even surpass some of the memorable ones you know kalar and doros and and bitor and and all those other um klingon ladies that have certainly made an impression before and then pete we got to the announcement, which isn't yet official, interestingly enough. It's not. Here's what I can tell you, Matt, having you know been familiar with the situation. Uh, the papers are, are signed. The ink is dry. But uh, Seneca Martin-Green is still a member of the cast of The Walking Dead because her character... Her fan favorite character, Sasha, a non-comic book character, remains alive through the first half of the seventh season that has aired on AMC. Um, That comes back on uh, Sunday, February 12th. I'm guessing, Matt, that once her character's fate is decided and or the season ends, we're finally going to get that announcement. But my my guess would be, you know, maybe like the end of February, early March when, oh, my God, Sasha was eaten slash beheaded slash shot slash bashed in the head with a baseball bat. And we want to welcome aboard the cast of Star Trek Discovery, Sonequa Martin-Green. Yeah, I know that uh, the uh, Entertainment Weekly article that uh, that uh, most recently exclusive, indeed, they Um, had the exclusive on it, and not that it had been walked back, but you know there there's kind of a understanding within staffs and and within shows okay hey we're we're super happy for her that she's got this role but she's still a member of our cast um you know it's kind of a big situation when somebody leaves can can we hang on to our thunder with that i know that uh more recent entertainment weekly uh articles have have said uh that there's concern about marketplace confusion if they promoted her as the star while while The Walking Dead is still in the air. I think, Pete, it's more what you're saying, that somebody either called in just, you know, kind of the producer code, kind of, you know, the 
hey, it would be cool if you didn't step on our thunder, let alone, I mean, there may be legitimate contractual goings on with a Walking Dead contract, for all we know. It may be, well, we kill you off, but until it airs, you're still, you still have to do press for us. You still have to act like you're a part of, part of the show, whatever it might be. Um, but regardless, she's a fantastic pickup. Um, the fact that there was some concern in some quarters about uh having having a a lead of color you probably shouldn't be watching star trek if that's your concern um (laughs) simple as that i mean (laughs) come on in in 2017 no less um but from everything that i've heard matt is a handshake agreement as far as uh not if but when she leaves the show um, how that will transpire and, and they'll, they'll make the big deal. But like I said, um, Miss Martin is, uh, up in Toronto these days getting ready to shoot. Um, but as far as a, a casting decision, Matt, this is a coup. You're, you're taking a very popular actress from the most popular TV show, uh, ratings wise on TV uh, the most eyeballs when it airs, although that that has declined this season. So if there's a time to jump that ship and get on a real starship, uh, no better time for uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who I think is really going to impress people as far as uh, the character she will play, not the captain. Uh, which we've discussed before. The, the character's name is Lieutenant Commander Rainsford. Pete also announced within the last week was uh, the announcement of uh, actor uh, James Frain, who will be playing uh, Pete. Uh, is it Sarek? Am I saying that properly? <laughs> is this a brand new character? He's going to be recurring as Sarek the Vulcan. Is, yeah, is this a guy we've no, heard of this before? Would, of course, be to uh, loyal Trekkies and and those in the know. This would be how the, about Trekkers, Pete? Trekkers as well. Okay. The uh, the. Uh, father of Spock, Sarek. Um, and certainly getting an actor of James Frain's uh, ilk is a coup. This is a guy whose uh, profile continues to uh, rise and rise and rise. Um, he's been holding it down on uh, Gotham uh, the, the last year. He was on Orphan Black. He's been on True Detective. He was an Agent Carter, which we podcast play Leet Brannis there. Who he never spoke. <laughs> um, so he's he certainly got the goods. I remember him from uh, True Blood. Played a uh, a fan favorite character there. I also loved him in uh, in Tron Legacy. Um, but that he's playing Sarek that he's playing a legacy character and, you know, it had been floated around a little bit that, you know, coming off of the success of stranger things, they, they mentioned, uh, Amanda Grayson, uh, the, the possibility Spock's mother might appear on this show and that they've actually to this point announced the casting of, uh, Sarek of Spock's, father has me at least a little worried that they're reaching for now direct links to those other shows and those characters. Um, but Matt, apart from your feelings on uh, James Frain, there was another uh, nugget that came out along with the, the Frain announcement. 
Yes, Pete, it, it was. Uh, the teensiest little nugget that, you know, since Discovery's premiere date, uh, it was pushed to May from uh, from February. Now it's kind of being pushed back to an undetermined time, which on the surface sounds like it's red alert. And Pete, I have the clip all ready to play if you want to hear the Star Trek 3, get out of there, get out of there. But I think you and I feel that you... Um, you you drop the show when the show is ready. That's what you do nowadays. I know there are a lot of people on the internet right now, Matt, who are positively freaking out that Stranger Things season two's uh, debut date has not yet been announced by Netflix. I also know that there are people who are super worried about the Defenders miniseries and, you know, that that might be on shaky ground because they neither have a debut date on Netflix. The point I'm trying to make, it does not matter. We want to get the best possible show. We're going to get it week to week. We're not going to get it all at once. So there is going to be that difference in terms of delivery. But that they're shooting it now, that the focus is in the place where it needs to be on getting the quality, on getting it right, not on meeting an arbitrary air date. When you were going to air the over-the-air uh, pilot in May sweeps, okay, that's that's a big deal. I think they have wisely moved off of that. Like I said, I'm more worried that we're we're reaching into the existing canon of characters as opposed to when it might premiere. And I can't imagine, Matt, that it's going to be pushed from May to November. Regardless, it'll be ready when it's ready. And don't we as TV viewers, I mean, isn't it always the network? The network, it, it's it's the bad network. They're the ones that pushed for this. The network pushed for this. The network got rid of this. The network is always the one to blame. Here the network is saying, you know what? On second thought, we're not going to commit to a specific date at this time for this incredibly expensive, incredibly ambitious, uh, effects-laden program, you know, if they're coming back with gold and it's like this show from the get-go is sizzling, you know, maybe maybe the network goes back and says, you know what, we're going to add an extra $500,000 to each episode for special effects budget, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. Give the time for the show to to develop in production before it's ready. Um it, it it's it's all positive that that they're in this mindset to share the show with us when when they are ready to i mean full disclosure we podcast a star trek discovery show so we're not going to come out and and rip you know oh they need to get it out as soon as possible and da 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 okay um you know i think those that will listen to us and listen to us long enough will see that we shoot it down the middle but there is so much competing for your TV attention these days that I think it's silly to get upset if something is moved. If it doesn't explicitly mean that the quality will be better. And the expectation of this Star Trek reboot of TV has been very, very high ever since more than a year ago it was announced it was coming. Now, I think a little bit of what went on with the date may or may not be related to what's going on with CBS All Access. They're going to have their first original scripted show 
um, come out next month, uh, The Good Fight, which is which is the uh, the spinoff of The Good Wife. See what they did there, Matt? I I, I do. That's that's yeah. uh, that that has me hooked in, Pete. I, I know, I know. You've already gotten your uh, your CBS All Access no commercial package. You were you were telling me about the other day, um, but regardless, the show, as you said, the show will be ready when it's ready, and it's not something in the annals of Star Trek history. Let's let's rush to meet. A, a a debut date. I mean, you go back and you look at Voyager with the recasting of, of Captain Janeway that they filmed for the amount of time that they did with, uh, who was it? Genevieve Bujold. Genevieve Bujold. Yes. There, there you go. That they filmed, uh, long enough to, and, and then made that decision. You know, there could have been, that was launching a network itself yeah. in, in UPN. <laughs> You know, and and wisely, I think that show became better for that decision. It it certainly stinks for, uh, uh, you know, that actress. But, you know, in terms of Kate Mulgrew's work there over seven seasons. So, you know, let's be patient. You know, we we did the we we walked Matt away from the uh, the airlock last episode. We're not going to do that this episode. He's nowhere near it. I've also, you know, stunned him so he can't <laughs> touch it either. But, um, you know, this is going to work out. The the excitement now with this, you know, in in the stage of production that it is, that's really got to take hold. But, you know, all right, you get antsy. There's a lot of other things competing for your TV attention. Um, and, and I like to use and, and we have off mic used Stranger Things as an example you know, that that's what everybody wants to be now. And and I think part of that decision too, this decision is, okay, when can we drop this that we can own the time that it's in? Because what would they have been competing with if they drop this during May sweeps? A lot of other finales. Oh, did you see they killed off so and so? Oh, and yeah, I watched the Star Trek show last last night and oh I gotta go online and pay for it now. Oh, but I got another show on tonight. Exactly. And you think of what you just described versus the experience that so many of us had over the summer where it's like, yeah, did you hear Netflix did like a scary show or something? Yeah. Hey, people are tweeting about, hey, dude, that artwork is kind of interesting. That, that looks like all those great, those great Drewsters and posters, but it's not. What is that? What is that? And then finally, with Stranger Things, it kind of became this critical mass where you know, did you see it? Oh, well, I'm only on episode three. Oh, I'm on episode two. So don't spoil anything, et cetera, et cetera. So they want to own that time period. And May is not the time. Because <laughs> as you said, Pete, that's when that's when doctors on Grey's Anatomy die. And that's when, you know, people <laughs> is, on Walking Dead get eaten. the time of year when it happens. Well, Walking Dead, you know, usually finishes up uh, a little bit before then. True. Fair enough. I mean, just point being for broadcast TV that's that's when all the great finales are and that's when you're saying oh my goodness they did this they did that they want to own the time period which is why i think pete you are quite prescient to say they're probably not going to hold off until the fall they certainly could they could use cbs and it's it's marketing oomph you know and every you know all the top shows can have ads for discovery and when there's the nfl on cbs there can be ads i think that almost sets it up for for um, if it's less than uh, an amazing 
audience response, then it, then it appears to be failure versus send it out there and let people find it. Let people find it in time. Agreed. And they've also, Matt, behind the scenes found something else is going to help as far as the look is concerned. Yes. Uh, with uh, Well, look at it this way, Pete. We got a little, little tip off here um, that uh, as they are indeed ramping up production, uh, among other key behind the scenes people, nay, behind the camera, uh, one of the directors of photography will be Guillermo Navarro. He, of course, of uh, Oscar winning fame. He won an Oscar for Pan's Labyrinth and uh, has worked a lot in TV uh, recently. And Pete, most recently for, for Fantastic Geek, he directed the Luke Cage episode, Who's Gonna Take the Weight? And, um, incredibly talented guy and the thought that he's going to be a major part of the production behind the scenes is is super super exciting an accomplished tv director uh and tv and film cinematographer so really all that's left matt is for them to start rolling the camera and then the promotion machine can kick into overdrive but like we said before the the slow burn that's gone on that has had some people worried and the and the lack of a full on and here is your cast and we're gonna put them on the cover of TV Guide and here's the captain oh wait no the captain's a lieutenant commander and da, 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 da. you know I, I I think they're a little bit concerned uh, I I think fans are rightly concerned about that um, in their own way but again. If if quality wins the day, then everything's all right. Yeah, it's funny how I, as much as I would think anybody who who listens to this podcast is just so comfortable with the modern the modern way TV is done with Netflix and Amazon and and all the online options, we still kind of especially when it comes to Star Trek, a legacy uh, production here. It's kind of like. So where is my cast photo that can be a poster that I can look at? You know, where are those things? It's just they're they're making this in the modern way. They're making this where it's little sizzles here and there. And um, and hopefully the wait is worth it. Well, Matt, we will be back as news breaks and warrants. Uh, but in the meantime, why don't you let people know how they can get in touch with us? Absolutely. We are, of course, uh, Fantastic Geek. Available at FantasticGeek.com and a whole variety of other places, which we'll get to in a second. But first, Pete, how can people be in touch with you on the Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J, Ketelar, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 8,724 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you want. As mentioned, we are Fantastic Geek with the P and the Asian Fantastic Geek. Available at FantasticGeek.com, FantasticGeek at gmail.com, FantasticGeek on Twitter and Instagram too. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com forward slash FantasticGeek. Again, all one word with the PH, the final frontier social media. Indeed, both that, Pete, we are going to warp on out of here. So I will say goodbye to all our listeners. Second star to the right and straight on till morning. 